Eli-T. I'm Diana Shah. Nikki Stay here. Capital Breakfast Show. It's DMR joined by DJ Talish and we are Double Trouble, you know. Capital Sports. I am Alan Moore. Welcome to the best hour of sports in Russia. Capital Stand Up with Steve Foreman. My friend told me about you last week. Yeah, I know why. Capital Top 20. Hi guys, this is DJ Stan Williams from the Top 20 Countdown. Everybody put your hands up. DJ Miller, DJ Hyper, DJ Lil M. For all who want to hear more. Привет, Russia, this is Nether. Don Diallo, Hexagon Radio, Paul Van Dyke. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren on Capital FM Moscow. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow, 105.3. The latest news now. The Russian budget can have surplus already this year, while deficit was 1.5% of GDP as of 2017 year-end, the country's finance minister Anton Silanov said today. Russia's budget surplus can be 1% of GDP this year, the Ministry of Economic Development said in its review earlier today. The federal budget showed surplus last time in year 2011. Two teenagers who stabbed 12 students and a teacher at a school in Russia's Ural's city of Perm earlier this week face up to seven years in jail, senior assistant to local prosecutor Yulia Gainanova said today. In Russia, the age of criminal responsibility concerning crimes such as willful killing, attempted murder and assault with intent to do grievous bodily harm is 14 years. My Documents has opened a flagship center here in Moscow. Among the services offered by the new office is registering motor vehicles. There's also a notary public, a photographer, a medical office, a tourism office, and access practically to all government services. The office is located at Building 2 on Presninske Embankment and is open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. With time, My Documents centers are expected to open in every Moscow's municipal area. The European Figure Skating Championships has got underway today here in the capital at the Mega Sport Arena. It's the final international competition prior to the upcoming Olympics in Pyeongchang. Today, competitors perform their short programs in a men's singles and also sports pairs competition. And finally, the dollar today has added 20 kopecks, while the euro added 15 against the Russian currency, making the official exchange rates for tomorrow 56.6 rubles for a dollar and 69.2 rubles for a euro. Meanwhile, prices for brand crude oil have plummeted to around 69 US dollars per barrel. Four points out of a possible 10 on the Moscow roads. One hour, 10 minutes uh, to and 20 minutes less from Vnukova airport. Roughly about an hour both ways to and from Sheremetyeva. And about an hour, 15 minutes uh, to and 10 minutes less from the Madyadov airport back to the center. Weather. Six degrees Celsius now in Sofia, minus six degrees in Dallas, and 20 degrees in New Delhi. Meanwhile, minus eight degrees here in Moscow now. The same temperatures uh, tomorrow with cloudy weather and light snow possible during the day on Thursday. Evgeny Sokho in the studio. Do stay tuned. Capital FM, Moscow. The one and only English speaking station in Moscow. Capital. Capital.
more. So uh, it is Thursday here on Capital FM, and it's eight o'clock Wednesday. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead a little and bit. And it's freezing here in Moscow as yeah. well. But the, the as the beautiful Yevgeny Sukhoi leaves our studio, Eli T is just guiding us into the evening. And it's freezing here in Moscow, but the heat is on in the world of sports. We are coming live from the studios of Capital FM in Moscow. This is the best hour of sports news, views, interviews, previews, and reviews on mainland Europe. I am Alan Moore. Uh, Eli, yeah. Let's go. So this is... Yes, and I'm Rikitin Bichko, and we are Capital Sports. Yes, I know. And thank goodness we are here again this week with another dollop, another helping of the best sports news available. So uh, pretty soon we have a we have a cracking show starting off. Ollie, is, Ollie was back, but she's not well, Katarina, so she'll be absent well, this course. evening. Well, of course. I understand why. You know, she was enjoying her time. And <laughs> what happened? Am exactly. I good enough for you guys? No, no, no. We're just poor old Ollie. Like, you know, like she comes back. I think she's just like... She just is too good for us now after all that Courchevel snow. Exactly, exactly that's what yeah. I think. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. But anyway, so this evening we have a cracking show. We have Russia Today sports editor Danny Armstrong. He is finally, finally in the studio, no longer just on the phone for a live interview. We have uh, a full roundup of English Premier League football. We have KHL hockey. We have the latest news from the NHL. Tennis from Down Under with our wonderful Yekaterina, who was dashed to the studio like I said in the last set she dashed to the studio to be here with us this evening we have a bit of an overview of the insanity of the transfer market in football we have well we touched on that last week with the two Andes uh, Farmer and McLean but we'll go over it a little bit more in depth today and of course that latest news about who is going to get Alexis Sanchez away from Arsenal and we will also have Rav Dial of Newstalk Radio's Team 33 live from Ireland he recently interviewed Andrei Kanchelskis, so we are going to compare notes. But a question, how many countries have we previewed for the World Cup, Alan? Well, uh, I can be pretty decent with that. We're going to do England today, but uh, hold on, how many have we done? We have done six, six, exactly six. Thank you, Katrina. Six, <laughs> and only 26 to go. She's like, Alan, you're pointing at my screen. So I've got six done, 26 to go. So, um, okay, let's kick off our roundup this evening over in England, of course, where Man City came just short of Liverpool's unbeaten record by losing to... Liverpool. It was hailed by the English media as an amazing game, but you know, it really, really showed as Andy McLean said to me uh, the other day, was just why English clubs and the English national team just don't have that bit of quality to go on and win at the highest stage. Yeah. What was the score? Well, it was 4-3 to Liverpool. Uh, isn't that not good or what? I mean, two teams attacking, not being boring like, well, uh, boring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, we are like attacking football and attacking tennis and it was good fun. You know, you are right. And it's good for viewers, but overall, well, Maybe I'm just a bit too old school, but I'm a bit old-fashioned maybe. But I just, you know, I don't know. Well, look, I am just glad I didn't take Man City to go undefeated. Remember I said it was like 12-1 to 1 that they go undefeated for the whole season? Um, or for league season, I should say. And I'm also kind of glad Liverpool won. Uh, because they are a good team. They have great support and so on and so forth. Um, and it was a tough time down the south coast for Arsenal, who we'll speak about a bit later, who suffered another loss, 2-1 this time to Bournemouth. And uh, look, we will discuss it later on with uh, Danny when he comes in. Uh, but I think the bell is tolling for Arsene Wenger. Do, do you really think it's time for a change? I mean, he's done so much for English football. I know last weekend Max said that he could leave the club badly off if Sanchez goes, but really... Well, you know, yeah. I am on the fence and we will discuss it with Danny later, but I don't know, I think it could be time for a change. With Chelsea held 0-0, they have lost a little ground on the teams about them. With Man City losing, United and Liverpool winning, it means Chelsea are 15 points of City, level with Liverpool, but three behind United. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, Arsenal, they, they have messed up. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Wenger right now, like, so... 
like not only they, like the Gunners or Arsenal, they, they they lost at the weekend. Not just that, but Spurs, they're kind of their hate at North Rural rivals. They won four nil, which means that Arsenal now five points away from the Champions League spots. Um, so it's, it's getting tough. Yeah, tough, sorry. tough, tough. I can see from the table here, Arsenal are closer to Swansea in last place than Man City in first. Wagner will go. Yeah, I think we will discuss it later. And um, I, I think everything later, later. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pushing it all back. Wait till Danny gets here because he's racing here in traffic. I have an Alan Partridge moment going on right now, but I'll wait for him. So listen, down at the bottom three, Swansea, they are still rock bottom in twentieth. Above them, West Brom and Stoke City. Now Stoke, Stoke, we know have their supporter here in. Russia in the form of Lokomotiv Moscow's press attaché Ivan Kors and uh, that club is known as the Potters it's nothing compared to the American college names you oh, know of course <laughs> I know like we discussed earlier I don't know why we joke about it we'll go back and later with Lon as well again later so Stoke they fired Mark Hughes last week as we were discussing and we also discussed that Martin O'Neill the Irish manager was in the running for the job did he take it? no no he did interview with them and he turned it down uh, they gave it to the former Champions League winner with uh, Borussia Dortmund, Paul Lambert, the Scots guy. I don't get it. No, no, really. The Irish manager went for an interview, was offered the job, turned it down, but still manager. Or is he? Of Ireland. Well, you see, that's what I don't know. We can ask Raph later on because uh, he doesn't have a contract with the Irish national team or no longer has one. So he was kind of free to do it, but now he's kind of coming back. So um, I don't know. It's very, very strange. People don't want him back. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is that kind of thing. Like, people are discussing about it, saying that, um, like, he kind of made eyes or, like, throw a glass at, at somebody else, or he kind of, like, was cheating on Ireland and so on. Like, I mean, it's... Like, this I mean, is normal uh, for the manager, no? You have to do something. I think so. But, like, would you do it as a tennis player? Like, you're with an agency, and then you kind of, you're in contract with an agent or under contract with one agency. Would you speak with another agency? Well, me not, but... But, but that's normally how it works. Would. Yeah, yeah. others would. And this you've got to see the, which is the a better offer and so on. Unfortunately. Exactly. And it's very, very difficult. And I mean, it's, you know... Actually, I don't understand how they can stand it. Like, I mean, mentally. Ma- managers. <laughs> managers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is difficult. <laughs> like... This is something that we're, there's going to be an article out this week. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it next week um, about Arsene Wenger. Now, Arsene Wenger is 67 years of age. Okay, so at a time in this a lo- age, it's even it's even tougher. Imagine that. this so, age exactly, and he's built this club up from well, not from scratch, but he really rescued the club. He's made them profitable, so they're not like in debt. They have a new stadium. They have a great young uh, young players coming through and so on. And he doesn't go and spend crazy sums of money on players like 140 million pounds or something like that. So. He's done a great job with Arsenal, developed them well, they have a good brand, they have a, sorry saying brand, but they have a great connection with the community. He's 67 years old, and you see him on the sidelines screaming, shouting, and so on and so forth. And for me, it's like, you want to be doing that at 67. Is that all your life is worth? At an age when you should be just thinking, well... Yeah, but when you uh, used to do it during all your life, it's tough to change it, no? It's just your life. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I mean, I... I mean, I know, even like you know, my dad, even like he was he was ill, and I remember after he had a, his heart attack in 2012, he one of the things when he he came out and he was okay. I think in the March, I think it was or April, uh, he said, "Oh, I'm going to go back in to start coaching again." But dad, you know, take time off. You don't need to do this. But he's like, "Oh, I'll get involved again. I'll do something." But I don't know. I always worry that that takes. Too much energy. Yeah, I also understand what uh, what you mean, but uh, it always looks like when people get older, they prefer to do the social life 
Exactly. To stay alive. Well, <laughs> which, is like fine, which is fine. Which, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. So, uh, listen, we have some bad news for a, a, a regular listener of our show, Mr. Johnny Oxenham. You, Catherine, you can break the news. I can break the news. <laughs> you're laughing at your head. You're laughing no, you away. do it now. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, we'll come back with it in a moment. So, um, okay. So, uh, well, with Johnny, okay. Well, Newcastle United, they were going to be bought out by this huge, huge, huge consortium from the Middle East. And the lady who was involved then said, no, they're pulling out. And then the owner, Mike Ashley, of uh, Newcastle said, right, that's it. So, I don't know. I think, will Johnny be re- sad, you reckon? Yeah. Well, um, I don't know what to add here. Actually, <laughs> you're worried about beating them again. The pubs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready. <laughs> so okay. It'll be fun again. Very much so. So this weekend, this weekend the Premier League, all eyes are on Turf Moor in Burnley, where Manchester United will be hoping to overcome the home side and put pressure on their City rivals, especially if City slip up again. So they were lucky to escape with a draw the last time uh, in Old Trafford, that is United and Burnley. Uh, so. Do, do they have what it takes? We're going to ask Danny this a bit later on. The three FA Cups replays on tonight at 10.45 Moscow time. Chelsea go again against Northwest City. Swansea try to beat Wolves and we're going to have Bournemouth. Which of those three <laughs> you fancy and upset? <laughs> I am laughing at you. Like, yeah, like, I mean, it's Bournemouth. like... I'm yeah. sorry. It's these like weird names. I was talking like for 10 hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. You're tired because I just... And then you're just looking at the screen. I'm like really screen. tired, but it's just like, you know, when you talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and it's just like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I know, you need some time off. <laughs> you need a break. Don't worry. In a couple of weeks, I know you'll, you'll have yeah, a break. Yeah, just one so. week because, yeah. One week and it's exactly. all Exactly. We were also... We'll later discuss it, I mean. Exactly, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go over, have a point, it will be okay. So, uh, Wolves, well, listen, Wolves winning in Wales, that's an obvious one. Uh, Wigan, uh, I don't know, they're not going to make a bees for Bournemouth. Um, yeah, I, th- I think actually Wigan are going to beat Bournemouth in those ones. So, yeah, that's, that's the big upset that I see coming. I think Chelsea will win, Swansea will win, because they need to win, they have nothing else to play well, actually, for. Actually, they're quite good in these guesses. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, Amazing! I, How you do this? I always. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but see, I, I never bet surprised. on them. I never bet on them, so I never bet. Oh, probably yes. That's yeah, why. It's that's like why. when you first time go to casino. <laughs> exactly. I asked like you last week when you tell us. Okay, so now I know that somebody wants to talk about tennis a little, a little bit, or a bit, lot, yeah. a lot. And of course, it's the middle of the first week of the Australian Open. So you, Katarina. What's happening in the men's side? Are the golden oldie boys still losing weight and getting stronger with more energy and stamina? Or what's happening? Uh, yeah, what's happening? So, uh, today was finished the first day of the second round. Rafa Nadal uh, is like going easy through the draw. He won another match in three straight sets. So, one of the favorites, Gugger Dimitrov, made it through the next round in toughest match, five set match against the qualifier from United States, young one. So, 8 6 in fifth. 8-6 in the fifth. Yeah, it was like uh, like toughest, toughest match for Grigor. And Russian number one, Andrei Rublov, also made his way to the third round today. Uh, he won it in four sets against Marcos Bagdadis, uh, actually the um, finalist of Australia Open 2006. 2006, perfect, uh, perfect. Well, yeah. he, he's, he's, he's married to a girl that I worked with a long, long time ago, back in 2004, Karolina Sprem. Interesting couple. But okay, listen, go on and tell us what's happening over the other side of the ladies' draws. Oh, I saw the there was ladies, an yeah. absolute car crash going on for seeded yeah, players. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we have a lot of upsets, uh, Russian upsets today. Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova lost her match against Katrina Bondarenko, like easy two sets. Darika Sadkina also lost against Magdalene, which was, was unexpectedly 
lost. And second seed, Karolina Wozniacki made an unbelievable comeback from 1-5 in the third set. It's like... No way. Yeah, it's oh, just that, like... I did. I, I saw... I was... I uh, saw that's that crazy bit, day yeah. today. And uh, also like Dari Gavrilov who lost like uh, against... I, I said it to you when you came in. I said, did Gavrilov win? You're like, no. She no, no, came, no, 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 no. She, she was leading 5-0. I thought it was 5-3. I picked up at 5-3. Then five four. She had nine she was set points in the first set, and then points. yeah, and then she lost Collapsed. like easy second set. Second point, but she was completely out of uh, reality. She was very nervous and like that was like not her game, definitely. But the big day tomorrow, like the biggest one, because almost all the men are in the this bottom half, I think, where the Federer is, Alexander ah, Zverev, so they're, they're uh, even Russian Daniel Medvedev, and Gail Monfils, and Novak Djokovic, and Stan Wawrinka, no and, uh, and Team, Dominic Team, everyone. They're all in yeah, the they're all in the bottom half. This is so like unbelievable. Okay, so it's always better to be a top than a bottom. Okay, that's a good thing. So listen, Halep in the ladies' draw. So Halep is still there. Kerber, Vesnina, Gavrilova was gone. Sharapova. Sharapova is still there. Svitolina, <laughs> Muguruza, Garcia, Ribergova, Conte, who's a bit crazy for me. Uh, Pliskova, Ostapenko as well. And your friend, Alice Cornet, who had a great win today. Um, Actually, yes, against Yuri Really, Yuri really good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, tomorrow, Sharapova's playing Sevastova uh, of Latvia. Um, if she survives that, she's in against Kerber or Donna Vekic, who I think is, you know, she's one of those like weird players. Has Sharapova got a chance to get out of that section? Well, we were discussing if in the last two days after her first win. Uh, she had a tough match at US Open last year against Sivasova. Uh-huh. Like, three-set match and on Saturday, I, I, she lost, I think. And it's like, it, it's, it's tough. tougher, yeah, I it's think. Tough. It's tough and for the second round, we'll see. Like, it we'll looks see. like Maria, uh, in the interviews, uh, like when she talks, she's like uh, absolutely confident. I mean, like about her game, not about the win tomorrow, but... but uh, that she uh, she had good preparation. She's she looks quite. She looks in shape, you know. She yeah, looks she in looks shape. In she shape looks it's focused, and she really wants to do good result. But you never know how it works. Listen, before I give our quiz question for a two thousand ruble voucher brought in association between Capital FM and Katie O'Shea's, uh, I've, and, and of course our out song, I have a question. So a bit Svitolina. Now I've seen her playing. Uh, she's a very good player, and and she's going to play another Ukrainian Kostyuk in the third round. And she seems to have kind of the easiest draws. And she's the last seed in her section. Do you think, Will Svitolina, I mean, she's what, fourth seed? Will she have a run? You know, I was actually on air uh, with her match today. And uh, I didn't like how she played. Really? Yeah, but for the second round, it's a good win. I mean, when you play that bad. A win is a win is a win. Yeah, so the win is a win. Yeah. So we never judge the winners, yeah. you know. But uh, she was playing uh, bad. Yeah, it was bad match, and uh, I even don't afraid to say this word. It was three three sets, and actually she was she just survived. Let's say like this, it's the best word. And um, but sometimes when you play this this bad on the first week of Grand Slam, it's getting better. You know, you're getting more and more into shape. Actually, she has good win in Brisbane. She won first okay. tournament of the year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, look, we're going to go out. Before we give that, we're going to give our uh, quiz question away to start of the second uh, sec- segment. So uh, this song is released in 2000. It's always part of uh, stadium mixes and it's been lots of movies. It's a stadium song for Colorado Rapids MLS team. You'll remember from the movie Road Trip. And right now you're probably thinking of a couple of things. Tom Green and his hand in a snake. And probably the skinny nerdy guy eating French toast that's just been down the underpants of a chef. So enjoy that thought on this lovely Wednesday evening here in Moscow. This is Freaking You from the Jungle Brothers.
Or, excuse me, that is this Rolling Stones even. Oh my goodness, I mixed up. Okay, sorry Eli. So it's the Rolling Stones and... And... Start it up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play the the freaking you. Oh, we're freaking up. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. You rescued me. I'm okay. always gonna gonna save you up over <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Thanks. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. Um, Danny Armstrong has arrived in the studio, but before we go to him, uh, we have a quiz question and we have a little bit of NFL to discuss. So will I give the quiz question first? Yeah, you go. And oh. then... And then you're going to break it, my yeah. brain. Okay, so basically the quiz question is this. On plus seven, 
0818-925-1111053. You're going to text in your answer. So it's one of, uh, well, very, 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 very simple one. Uh, there are, this is, this, is, this is for the 2,000 ruble gift voucher to Katie O'Shea's, brought in association with Kapla FM. This is so, so easy. There are three teams in Manchester, or two teams in Manchester in the Premier League, okay? So which is the odd one out? Manchester United, Manchester City, or Manchester Rovers. So it's A, B, or C. So A is Manchester United, B is Manchester City, C is Manchester Rovers. So text in the what the odd one out plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. That's easy, Danny. You cannot apply for that one. Okay, so. So NFL. we're back, yes, yes to yes, NFL. Sure. And as always on Capital Sports, we take care of our listeners and lovers of American football and <laughs> sacrifice the last <laughs> remaining brain cells of Alan to watch late night Red Island last weekend. So how was it, partner? Partner? Uh, yeah, okay. Did so, you survive? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here. Listen, it was tough, but it was fun. Three tight games and one, well, pretty much a blowout, uh, which might tell us who will be the Super Bowl champions in less than a month. So the reigning chance for New England, they destroyed a pretty decent Tennessee side, uh, 35-14, and will face the Jacksonville Jaguars in the FA Championship game. The Jags, they pretty much stole past the Steelers in Pittsburgh for 45-42 win. Many people had to back the home side to progress and present the biggest challenge to the Pats. But a New England-Jacksonville this Sunday is going to be kicking off at 11pm and that'll keep a few of us up still late. Or still late. Or later still. Uh, okay, I'll get mixed up. Because I'm still tired from the weekend, that's true. <laughs> so, and the, of course, the Minnesota Vikings, they won 29-24 with an amazing, absolutely unbelievable last-second touchdown throw uh, that you just had to check out on YouTube. The throw was by the Vikings quarterback, Case Keenum, and it really, really was right to put him in the spotlight because he's a terrific guy. He's from Texas, which is kind of known for its American football. He was a star in high school, a star for the University of Houston. Uh, he broke passing records, playing records in college football, but yet wasn't drafted because he said he was too small. We've heard that before with Alexis Smirt and so many people have been here and said like they weren't big enough, big, tall enough, and so on. But yeah, and this is, is the same. Exactly. If you're not tall, but you know, doesn't matter if you've got a. Your daddy's looking at me and smiling right here in the studio. I'm not, am I? Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not like to stand on it. No. I've got a short leg to stand on. I've got two short legs. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he, he got signed in with his hometown side, the Houston Texans, in the NFL. But it was kind of like bounced around a bit. He went to uh, St. Louis Rams, then he was released back to Houston, then he was sent to St. Louis again. When they went to LA, he moved with them. And then last year, he was released by St. Louis and he joined Minnesota, but he has been absolutely amazing all year. Okay, a couple of things to ask, okay. but I'll wait again oh, thank later. You. you will later, exactly, as Danny <laughs> Sarah So, that is one side in the NFC title match. They will meet the Philadelphia Eagles, who beat last year's Chokers from Atlanta. And in the Battle of the Birds, the Atlantas, Atlanta called the Falcons and the Philly Boys, they ground out, the Philly Boys ground out a 15-10 win. That was kind of, well, it was deserved in the end. So, a Vikings-Eagles game is at 2.40 on Monday morning and should be very, very tight. So, even though Philadelphia have a home field advantage and are 7-1 and at home this season, the Vikings are 6-2 in the road are not going to fear cold weather, so I'm going with the Vikings. Uh, the Jags and the Pats, yeah, back that one. Uh, the Jags and the Pats, that's in Massachusetts. And, of course, the overwhelming advantage is with Tom Brady and the home side. They are six and two at home. The Florida team are four and four away. So, okay, but now we have to be back to football. Exactly, because in the studio with us we have long-time listener, first-time studio guest, <laughs> long-time caller. <laughs> we have the inimitable, the brilliant, the pugnacious, the extremely intelligent and, and brilliant broadcaster. What he's commercial? A, exactly. He's a sports <laughs> editor for. He's a sports editor with, I should say, or for Russia Today. Uh, 
Danny Armstrong, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's uh, it's very nice to uh, finally make a, an appearance in the studio after a couple of calls. But yeah, doing all right. I'm racking my brains over that quiz question. <laughs> it's very hard. I can't figure it out for the life of me. No, I'll have to uh, phone a friend on that one. Exactly, because I mean, people are writing in who's the odd one out. Someone actually read it. Who's the odd team out? And of course, the odd team to said is Man City because they're not a team. But anyway, but well, I, that's I a great answer. Actually, that's I'd, a United. Like win, I, yeah. I would actually, I'd, I'd, I'd almost give him that. an award for that. So of course, who is the odd team out? Man United, Man City, Man Man Rovers. Okay. Um, okay. So Danny, okay, okay. From the beginning, Danny, how is Russia progressing for the World Cup? Uh, Russia is progressing absolutely fantastically at the minute. Um, I don't know if you know, there's a little bit of speculation. We'll just go to this first over. Fedor Smolov could be moving to West Ham. Uh uh-huh. In a deal that's not <laughs> Danny's looking at me in a really weird way right not, now. <laughs> not, not yet been uh, there's, there's been a lot of speculation about that. Um, in terms of the um, in terms of transfers, uh, this got a lot of uh, airtime over in England. Um, but in terms of the World Cup, progressing for the World Cup, some of the infrastructure is coming on really well. Uh, we've just had uh, the final draw in December, so everybody's looking forward to. It. Everybody knows who's going to play, where they're going to play. Uh, England know they're going to be playing in Nizhny and uh, Volgograd and Kaliningrad. Um, Everybody's just really looking for a good festival of football, actually. I mean, uh, yeah, because you, you, uh, you were at the build-up to the draw and the draw itself, and I saw pictures of you with some pretty famous people. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty famous people. Yeah, there pretty was. A, I, actually, I actually met Carlos Pula just as he was coming out of the. Uh, we of, put of that the draw, up. We put that draw. up. We put that up. It was a funny yeah. thing. I was just leaving. Everything was up, and then he just came out of a side door with his mind. Are you Danny Armstrong? He, no, he actually said, "Look, are you the guy off RT Sport? You're the guy that Alan Moore keeps going on about." And I said, "I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm that guy. He's a long-time listener. Good old Carlos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he can't get enough of this show. Honestly, I said to him. Um, but yeah, um, there, there was a there was a host of. Uh, Ev stars there. Obviously, our favourite Victoria Lapidova uh, was uh, <laughs> made the red carpet as she normally as she usually does. But uh, yeah, yeah, oh, Katya has a question. How was she? Because I mean, we discussed it a lot. Well, yeah, all a, a little bit, yeah, yeah. How, how 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 was she? She like? was alright. She was actually really nice. Um, <laughs> at the, so at don't the be- slag her off. At the, at the beginning, <sighs> no. At the beginning, she was she was um, she was getting quite annoyed at us because she couldn't we couldn't decide where to actually do the interview from. So she ended up telling us where to do the interview from. Um, but after that, no, she was alright. She was. Uh, she likes United, so uh, really, yeah, of course she does. Yeah, I mean, she was at Old. She made a couple of. Uh, she was down at Rostov, I remember. At Old Trafford, yeah, she was down at. Uh, she was at the first game of the season this season at West Ham. Oh, uh, yeah, and she was at the Saints game as well. But yeah, no, she's she's got she's got quite quite a pension for Man United. So, okay, uh, nobody like that. Back anyway, back, 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 back to the <laughs> We always get carried away when we talk about Avika, so uh, that's, yeah, that's, I have that's to ask one question though, which sorry, Alan sorry. will never ask himself. Okay. How are England going to do this summer? How are England going to do? Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> How Alan, should we look out for? <laughs> I don't think Alan really cares. <laughs> no, I do care, but maybe not in a positive way. How are England going to do? England have probably got one of the weakest teams going into. Uh, a major tournament that Are you I can serious? remember. Seriously, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, apart from obviously the the inimitable Harry Kane, um, I don't really think we've got that many people who can power us through. Um, Rashford, yeah, Rashford. But, I mean, I think he's terrific. Yeah, of course he is. Fantastic. I mean, if he gets oh, no, a, if he gets a chance to play, opinion, if he gets the chance to play up front with Kane, then yeah, no, I think that should be that could be um, that could be one of the keys to you know getting a few few goals up front, um, play some attacking football. But uh, I mean. Qualification went well, but it's gone well before again under Hodgson for the uh, for the Euros, and then we crashed out to Iceland. So, how, how much can you can you take from that? But as an Englishman, I don't know. We're always optimistic. I think exactly. are we? Are we? I don't know. I don't know how the rest uh, of the world sees us. Well, but, uh, I mean, it's it's. I always feel sorry because the English team are built up by the media, and they get absolutely hammered by the media when they don't achieve. Yeah, when you don't win the whole thing, yeah. like, I mean, it's a... Uh, well, like the Russian one, no? Yeah. Uh, I think the Russian is more pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. Oh, sorry, Danny, No, sorry. not always. 
Not always, no. No, but you, <laughs> Xenia Perfect, give an example. Had a, yeah, yeah. You, 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 and Xenia Perfect had, basically had a, a cat fight in the studio about who was going cat to win. Fight. It's true. You're nearly killing each other. Who was going to win? Like, yo, know, Russia. They should believe they should win. You said at first, and then she's like, no, 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 they shouldn't. And then he just went back and forward. One saying it's right to be. That's kind positive. of Russian soccer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Daniel, we cut off what you were saying there. Dude. No, no, I, I was just about to say I was getting well in, into this uh, cat fight conversation. I'd like to know more, maybe. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, well, yeah. We, 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 we videotape it. So Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I read an interview with Gary Lineker the other day. He said, uh, you know, the English people tend to forget that other teams are actually quite good. But I mean, I mean, and so therefore, I mean, England aren't the only team in it. So of course, well, I, I have, and I, and I continue to tip England to win the whole thing. Really? I know, I, I really, I really do believe. I he, do. He, I believe they're really for good. The last month. Yeah, I've, I've been saying England are going to win. England are going to win. I, maybe Danny, I could be completely wrong. You'd have a better look at it than, than I would, but I just think that there's enough strength, except in goals. That's the only thing that I... Uh, yeah. Goalkeeper, I think, is a bit ropey. Mm. But I still, I'd love to see England win it. I mean, even as an Irishman, I'd be happy to see England win. I used to support England. I used really? to Yeah, because we to weren't me. in tournaments. No, we, oh, we okay, really, okay. like in, in 86... Honestly, a lot of people were disgusted when Maradona handled that ball into the net. I mean, of course, then as time passed and you saw like it's in 88 when like basically the English media wrote off Ireland and were like, oh, like you're the England B team and so on. Chicken. Now, hold on. Like, you know, we have a decent yeah. team of our own, uh, all born in Ireland. But then I think it, uh, it, when Ireland started to challenge, of course, then we started going, no, hold on. Like, you know, there's a bit. But normally we hope for England to do well. I mean, I was, I was hoping that England would finish third in the World Cup in Italia United. Oh really? And, and yeah, yeah. Because, you got that right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 Italians beat Ireland. They cheated Ireland out of it in the quarterfinals, and then they played England. Come on, England, beat them, beat them, beat them. But it didn't happen. Oh, so what, what do you mean cheated? Ah, oh, the Italians always cheat. They just cheats. They do. They're great. Exactly. That's it. So, okay. Listen, Daniel. We're going to after the break. We're going to go. We're going to have a chat about Man U uh, and about English football as well. But we are going to go out to a song right now because now we have it the right way around. We have a song that is actually forty years old this year. Um, I, I can't say I remember it clearly back then, but I do remember it in '95 when I was living in Canada when it was used by Microsoft for their Windows 95 adverts. It was the Omega Watch song in the 2012 Olympics. It's constantly, constantly used for sports shows and especially at North American sports events. Um, I think it's going to get you pumped up for the third part of our show uh, and it'll really, really get you rock and roll. So wherever you are, get ready to rock because this is the Rolling Stones and Start Me Up. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
with Alan Moore. We are back on the final leg of our tour, and uh, it is. Danny Armstrong is still with us in the studio. And uh, before we go back to Danny, we have, of course, our quiz question. So, which is the odd team out? Man United, Man City, or Man Rovers? So, A, B, or C? Plus 795-111-053. Get messaging in and win a 2000 ruble voucher brought to you in association with Katie O'Shea's and Capital FM. So, uh, straight to Danny. Danny, okay. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, is he mm-hmm. going to go to uh, United? Yeah, as far as I understand, it's a done deal. Um, the only thing now that we've got to uh, look for is Mino Raiola, obviously his agent, who's the Dutchman, who is uh, of Italian descent, but he's Pogba's, Paul Pogba's agent as well. I, I, I'm understanding that he's, he's, he's anchoring for a swap deal. So it's going to be a straight swap between Victoria, yeah, Alexis, Alexis Sanchez and Mkhitaryan going the other way. Uh, now, there was a £25 million fee involved in that at some stage, but I think if Real is involved, he's going to pocket a fair bit of, of course, that. Of course, And um, listen, talking about that, I mean, with the, with the transfers, like, you know, flying up, I mean, um, I was discussing with uh, Nikita Sokin, a friend of ours, so, uh, the other day, and just saying that, um, you know, is this bubble, is there a bubble growing at the moment in the football transfer market? Because the, the prices seem to be going up and up and up and up. Mm. And I mean, this morning, like for example, on the radio... We also discussed it last week. Yeah, we discussed yeah, it last really. week with Andy Farmer and Andy McLean. Is that it's, you know, it just seems to be growing, growing, growing. And is it going to burst or what's going to happen? What, I mean... Yeah, I mean, the transfer market just seems to be one long treadmill uh, that keeps going on some kind of sort of stratospheric inc- uh, incline towards, you know, Heftier and heftier prices, but I mean, if you look at the deal for Alexis Sanchez, there's quite a lot of value in it. I mean, we signed Robin van Persie. We sorry, Manchester United signed Robin van Persie in his late twenties for 24 million from Arsenal in sort of similar similar sort of circumstances. And if you look at the value of that transfer, I mean, it played a big part in our um, the 20 kind of league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, so I'd say what I mean, how many years ago was that? Maybe five, six years ago. I yeah. think I think it was a. If you look, if you look, if you compare the two deals, I think there's a quite a lot of value in that, especially for a 29-year-old 20, Alexis Sanchez. I don't know if you've seen him playing recently at Arsenal, but he is carrying that he, team. He is, in fairness, very he's a very, so, very yeah. good player. I mean, he's been carrying them all season. But listen, on that with Wenger, because I said that we'll check it later. Okay, is it time for Wenger to step down? I think so. Yeah. I, re- I really do think so. I think he should have stepped down about two or three seasons ago. I don't know if you saw the tweet about the the blind Arsenal fan. Uh, who said no. that I'm, I'm, well I'm glad I'm blind because that was rubbish oh that's <laughs> terrible that's no, terrible it was, it, was, it, was, it was on Arsenal fan TV I mean it was, it was, it was in good taste it was like a tweet that went viral um, but when, when, when your own fans are calling you calling for you to step down for two three seasons in a row I think I think it's time to go I mean he, he left a legacy but it was a legacy about what, 15 years ago um, no I mean managers can't like, managers like that can't create a legacy as he has and, and, and spoil it I don't think he can um, however I think, it's, I think it's just time to step down I mean they, they won three FA Cups in the last 10 years I, I think, it's, I think it's, it's not enough for a club like Arsenal no I mean even if they win the Europa League this year I mean it's still not enough to, no. to, to leave a kind of a stamp but I mean it, it, it is looking like they're not going to get into the Champions League next year no I mean, yeah. that's, that, I mean I, 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 especially when that has been Arsenal's main target for the past eight seasons you cannot not be getting into the, the Champions League exactly you cannot not be doing that because I mean that is Pretty much the season it's over. It's a holy grail, basically. Well, for, for, yeah, I mean, for, for a club like Arsenal, and this is no disrespect to Arsenal. No, no. I grew up hating Arsenal because it was such a great side. You have to be getting into the Champions League, and that's the long and the short of it. I mean, you, you you can't be missing out on that kind of money. You can't be missing out on those kind of games. But that's all too because he has made the club very profitable. In, mm-hmm. in, you know, new stadium, profitable and so on. But I think Andy McLean said last week that even if he leaves now, he's still leave, he's leaving the club 
quite badly off because there's not the talent coming through and if Sanchez goes I mean there's mm. not a whole lot there well I mean if you look at when Ferguson left in 2013 it's as if he's carried on through the Moyes era through the Van Gaal era and through the you know our perceived you know uh, sort of twilight years now yeah and that's what Wenger's done at Arsenal he's, he's created this great legacy and then gone on through you know uh, through the wilderness really I mean, what, one thing I just want to ask you about, but, um, with Mourinho, they, they said he's had a contract extension, or he will have one. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, personally, I'm a fan of Mourinho. I think he's 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 a he's a great manager. Oh, he has his own way about him. But you think will will he make the difference? Like, will he make up, say, the point? He, well, first, do United have a chance to win the league this year? And secondly, will they win the league next year? Personally. Uh, well, firstly, as a fan, I always think we've got a chance. But as a journalist, um, sort of being objective, I would say that it's Manchester City's to lose. And that does pay me to say that, but I would say it's Manchester <laughs> City's to lose. Uh, the type of football we're playing at the moment, it's hard to say. I mean, 3 0 win against Stoke, we look really well. But again, it's Stoke. They're struggling. Exactly. They haven't got a manager. Uh, we've struggled before that. We recorded two. Uh, home draws to Southampton and Burnley. We didn't look great in those games either. Burnley again, festive, like this, the this, this weekend. Yeah. I mean, that was just terrible. I mean, no, it was... yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't great. So, um, the type of football we're playing and the type of football Manchester City are playing. Let's not forget they lost to Liverpool over the weekend, but they scored three goals at Anfield. That's true. That's true. So we have to look at it that way. I mean, Manchester City really are playing some fantastic football, and I think it is theirs to lose. It really is. I, th- I don't think the, the football Manchester United are playing, even with Alexis, if um, he comes in. I, I don't think they've got enough I don't think he's enough to galvanise the side to actually mount a serious title challenge however as a fan you always keep that blind faith and uh, I think that's that's all what I'm holding on to at the minute what about Champions League because we watched him in Champions League this year like, Cha- I mean, Champions League uh, the only thing the only thing I would say about the Champions League is, is that Mourinho knows how to play those kind of tournaments you know he won the Europa League last season he's, he's won it already with Porto and Inter Milan he knows how to play in these kind of tournaments these knockout tournaments uh, and he won a bunch of cups with Chelsea as well Um he knows how to play in that style of format and, and, and that's and, important yeah that is it really is, important let's is. not forget he, he parked the bus when he was yeah. manager of Inter Milan he parked the bus against Barcelona and that's what got him through to the final so that style of football could work you have so to you really never know that's true. have this experience listen we'll come back on that in a moment but right now we're going to go live all the way to Dublin to the uh, the head man behind, behind New Talk Radio's Team 33 uh, Raf Diallo a happy new year to you how are you doing? Is Happy New Year to you too, Alan. How's it going? Very good. Listen, I, I guess it's warmer there with you than here with us. It's not that warm. Um, it was actually, there was a bit of sleet and snow last night, actually. Um, and I nearly kind of fell over a few times on the walk home. So <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're not out of winter yet. Like it's, uh, it's, you know, obviously you lived in Ireland before, so you know, <laughs> weather can be quite changeable. Well, I'm from Ireland, but I still I, I think you know the, the last time I saw snow in Ireland it was quite a long time ago. So, <laughs> listen, Raph, but you uh, do remember it. I do remember it vaguely. Yeah, 2010. I do remember when we <laughs> when we had snow that one time. You know, uh, sorry, Raph. I mean, Raph, you're from Leitrim, so out there it's always snow or like I don't know, it's like Angela's Ashes territory. Definitely, yeah. Um, just if <laughs> you picture the film. Exactly the same. I know it's uh, it's actually quite mild generally. Um, winters over here and in Leitrim or otherwise uh, generally a bit colder in Leitrim than it is in Dublin, despite the size of the island and the fact it's actually not that huge. But uh, yeah, um, generally it's just you know we get those changeable weather conditions from time to time. But uh, and the thing is, you're used to the snow and stuff over there. We're not, so we tend to have a sense of panic even if it's one inch of snow. 
That's true, that's true. Listen, we're going to crack on with this. So, uh, Raf, listen, you had Andre Conceslo, so he was on uh, before Christmas with you as a guest. So, how was he as an interviewee? Anything that like kind of struck you as very, very interesting with the man? Well, it was kind of based on the book, and the book itself, what I liked about it actually was the fact that it didn't really, it wasn't going through match by match, you know, it was actually kind of details about the background to his career, you know, because you get some, you get some autobiographies where all they talk about is, I scored so many goals in this match, you don't really get that sense in the Kinchelska's book, and uh, given the fact English is in his first language, we kind of kept it simple in the interview, and I guess you probably heard it. Um, yeah, it was yeah. kind of just going from a little anecdote to anecdote. And uh, look, he's a nice guy, and uh, obviously he was a bit tired. He was doing a lot of interviews that day, but you know, it's very giving. You know, if he, if he gives half an hour, that's brilliant. I mean, he actually he joined me for coffee in a, our local pub afterwards, an Irish bar, or an Irish pub here. So I mean, he's he is that kind of guy that he's you know he's not stingy with his time, and you know when you get him off the record, he has some stories to tell. Um, he definitely does. Like we didn't have much time to chat afterwards. Um, he was we like guess he'd been in Sligo and in the Leitrim area actually just the day before. So we were just chatting about that, and uh, he didn't realise where I was from um, because you know I have dreadlocks and all this. So he was just, <laughs> are you Jamaican or whatever? And uh, I kind of had to correct him. No, um, I'm from Leitrim, <laughs> Jamaica of Ireland. Rastafarian from Leitrim. Yeah. Well, there you go. This um, uh, on onto the podcast, Team Thirty Three. I mean, uh, you know, I, I tweeted you this morning. I, I listened to your last one with John Sitton. Uh, I, I listened to Mikael Beck actually last week as I'm walking through the snow here in Moscow. And you have some, yeah. also some not just interesting, but maybe some great names that you've had on to chat with. So, uh, listen, are there any big names our listeners should be tuning into here in the next couple of months? Well, given the the way we run the show, myself, Joe, and the rest of the lads, like we don't plan too far ahead, so we don't actually have any football guests as such. But uh, I think you're coming on next week, actually. Okay. So that's a big name. <laughs> oh well, I mean, oh, that's that that's uh, I think that's a punishment for you guys. But I mean, um, who like is there someone <laughs> interesting other than me? Is there anyone good coming up say, in the next couple of weeks? I've been aiming to get uh, Martin Dallin. So you might remember him from the Sweden World Cup team of 1994. Scored a few goals in it. And he also played in the Premier League with Blackburn and also with Roma in Serie A. So I'm trying to get him, but I can't make any promises. Um, we haven't really lined up anybody yet as such. Well, listen, I mean, look, if anyone has listened to it before, you can't really ask a couple yeah, of questions for you. Just but a couple questions. At Team 33, at Team 33. That's all letters, no numbers, Team 33. Okay, sorry. You can't yeah, read all yours. Uh, Ralph, no, no, hello. That, that, that's, that's I just want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here I am with the questions and um, just wonder how is the general mood in Ireland after the loss to Denmark and what do you think? Or will it diminish interest in the World Cup? Not in the World Cup as such. I might just answer the first question first. So basically, things feel a bit deflated and you, I'm not sure if you've heard, but there was a lot of question marks about Martin O'Neill, our manager, whether he was going to leave or not. There was interest from a Premier League club called Stoke and uh, he. there was a point at the end of the week where it seemed he was about to go. But the thing was, you know, a lot of media organisations were picking it up, but I don't think people really cared. It's just, we don't play a competitive international again until 2019. So, We've got a year with nothing particularly happening and there's just this sense of disinterest around the Ireland team. Um, on the World Cup, um, you know, casual football fans might not tune in as closely, but I think given it is the biggest tournament in world football, people will be tuning in even here. 
Okay, and with Ireland out, who will you be following? Um, I'll be kind of watching everything. I suppose as a journalist, and given I don't have a horse in the race anymore, you know, I'll be kind of following the big teams. Um, I see Germany, you know, they play good football, best team in the world. Brazil are interesting again. Spain um, are, seem to be reviving themselves. Um, I'm really excited about this France team as well, um, you know, with Pogba, Griezmann, etc. Um, there's a lot of good teams out there, even England. Even England. Danny, do you hear that? Even England. Even England. I mean, Danny Armstrong is here in the studio with us, Raph, uh, from uh, Russia yeah, today. He, he's a Manchester United fan, by the way, Yeah, hi, how's it going? Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. So, I mean, Raph, uh, yeah, go ahead, Raph. Yeah, I can forgive that. I, I, I was a United fan as a child. Oh, no, I was a United fan as a child as well, so I can forgive. I've, I've always uh, I'm more you, neutral these days. <laughs> <laughs> I've always yeah. thought you were a nice but he, guy. But he know. grew out of it, you know. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, I mean, this, this is, I mean, if you, if, like, for, for someone to, to, you know, to, to support United and admit it, that's, I think that's a big step forward. <laughs> it's, kind of like, you know, it's like standing up in an AA meeting, like, you know, my name is Alan Moore and I'm a United fan, which I'm not, by the way. I'm a, no, I'm a Dundalk fan, but I anyway. You want to be. Exactly. Uh, listen, Raph, just, we're going to have a chat with here with Dan. You just want to have you on the line. Um, you, did you see that Spartak tweet at the weekend? Because it's something that, you know, we've sort of, we, we sort of buzzed around a little bit and BBC kind of jumped on it as well that the guys were sort of making a, one of the Georgian mm-hmm. defenders, from, yeah, yeah. from United was making a joke they'd look at the Brazilian lads like his teammates they're melting like chocolates in the sun and of course it was the most ridiculous thing to be put out on the social media for a football club but did you did you see that Raf? I saw the headline I didn't really read in detail but um, generally and you know you'll know this better you'll be able to tell me this more than I could probably explain it but the issue of racism in Russia, maybe it's just more a sense of ignorance rather than I'm not sure it was it meant maliciously. Still, shouldn't have gone up. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It, uh, basically, the long and the short of it is, th- he, he put something that was that was meant to be a joke about his uh, his Brazilian teammates. They have these supposedly or apparently have quite you know a, a close relationship with each other, um, and he, he's only a 24 year old lad. He's, he's he's been playing for Spartak for a year. He, he was playing in the second. Um, Second the second, team, yeah. yeah, the second division, no, the second division with Anchor, uh, and then with Ankar Perm, right. uh, not too long ago. Um, so he was just he was given control of the the Twitter account for a day, and then he took this this video and it, basically he, he, he's joking. He, he meant it without malice. However, it did apparently go through the the, uh, the press officer at Spartak, Leonid Trachtenberg, who is the obviously the head of the PR and relations at, at Spartak. So. It, it should never have been allowed to go through yeah. um, sort of the press office and, and go out into the wider world. I mean, it, it was absolutely, it, 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 was, it was a stupid thing to do, basically, from the club. Because, I mean, if, if they're going to have a World Cup, yeah, if they're I, gonna, if they, sorry, one second, if, they, if they're going to have a World Cup in a, in a few months and they've got people from all over the world that are going to have dif- different understandings of that joke and if people are going to take offence of it, then they need to take that into account. If they don't take offence, then it doesn't really matter if it's going out to a, to a wider world. Sure. That's what I say. Yeah, I think it seems to be born of ignorance um, and obviously education is the main part and it, I know there are steps or there are attempts to make steps to try and improve the situation but, you know, you don't change things like that overnight. Uh, you know, things that are more ingrained in society, um, whether they're overtly malicious or whether they're just born out of ignorance but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens during the World Cup. I mean, what was the situation like during the Confederations Cup uh, I mean, the Cameroon team were over. I'm not sure how many fans went over and what kind of experience they had. 
Well, that, well we, were, we were both covering it here, like Daniel was covering for, yeah. for RT. And I mean, there was, there was a great atmosphere. I mean, where, where I live, Raf, I mean, as, as you know, we've discussed this before, like it's right slap bag in the centre. So beside a number of well, hotels and stuff like that. So you'd have a lot of like, um, you know, Chileans with Cameroonians, a yeah, lot of people. And even in like where I'm working with the, in the college, I mean, we've got like uh, Africans, we have Asians. And, and, you know, in general for the, I, I could see in the Confederations Cup, there's just like, Joy. People are very, very happy. Uh, people are happy to see people coming in, and and it's it's kind of the younger generation just doesn't care, which kind of made it more annoying for me with this situation with, uh, you know, with, with Jicky with with this. And again, I would blame, and I, I blame straight away like that. It was the the Spartak head press officer who he's not a newbie. He's just like he's um a, an aged man who yeah. is very, very very famous as a press officer in Russia. He was the first press officer in Russia, actually, in sports. But he, this was just a terrible... Again, I would see that his ignorance, him thinking that it was a funny, it was a joke, and yeah. allowing it to go out when it was like, I'm sorry, but it's just not wrong. But also in the tweet, I mean, the, the, the sort of unforgivable thing is that they had the, the chocolate emojis in the tweet, oh, which is I just... The, I mean, it's just comical. I mean, the way that slipped through. It's supposed to be, there's supposed to be some sort of hierarchy at the, the nation's most successful and biggest club. Do you know what I mean? In, yeah. term, in terms of PR and... and, and, um, what was and it? How, what, yeah. Go on, sorry. Yeah, what was the, what was the general reaction? What was the general reaction in Russia, in Russia to what happened with the Spartak fleet, or did it make news? It made the news. It, it made the news. Yeah. yeah, and people people were kind of like, look, it's a joke. He's an idiot. There's no, it's not racism. So people slammed Spartak for allowing it out of the dressing room. Secondly, they were like, these guys are all mates. And then they kept, then eventually Spartak at third time of asking came and said, look, we're, we're sorry about that. We're not a racist club. These guys are all friends and so on. But in general, people were just like going, oh no, for God's sake, what was that? Yeah. It was like embarrassment. Yeah, because, embarrassment. I mean, because we know it, it yeah. will be interpreted and we know how the, obviously it may cause exactly. offence to some people so if it may cause offence then, then yeah exactly it, 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 regardless it doesn't of context, matter regardless if it, of context yeah, if, it's, yeah, yeah. if it's amazing people here generally Rafa, were embarrassed but listen Rafa, we're going to have to leave it there this evening because we, we've only got a few minutes left of the show but listen thank you so much for coming on and I'll talk with you on Monday evening no problem thanks Raf. thank you cheers Raf. so we are bringing our show to an end here um, Danny Brilliant this evening. Play the Stormer. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, actually. And, and give Yekaterina a rest because she is so tired. And yeah. she's. Yeah, in a few hours I have to work again. It's nice to see you in the flesh time. as well. Very nice. <laughs> no, she is dressed, by the way, just. But he means no, no, you mean like, yeah, 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 face like, to face as well. Because yeah. like, we, we hear all the time, I mean, we, we, we hear each other on the time on the phone. <laughs> Eli's just going, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I've just made this mess here. Yevgeny Suhoi said, you're going to see the come back into news. He's just like, I don't know what. It's supposed to be a smooth ending to the show as well. I can't do smooth ending on my I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. So, 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 we have our final song of the night. This is a tribute to you, Danny. Actually, to you, Catherine, as well. And to Eli as well. So this is, I picked this as deliberately, thanks to Alexander, our boss, who is a Manchester United fan as well, and a Spartak fan. He's a great guy, great guy. Very, very good guy, very, very good guy, very decent person. So, um, oh, by the way, our winner is Sylvan. Uh, Sylvan? Sylvan? Sylvan, you have won. The answer, of course, is Manchester Rovers. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, Barry Sheridan, I think Barry Sheridan said something else, but I'm not going to comment. Barry, I'll talk to you later about that. Um, So, uh, Danny, thank you. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. you Katarina, thank you so much again. Thank you, Alan. Eli, thank, thank you, you very much again. We are going to roll out. So, uh, Danny, we're going to play a song that's 20 years old. We're going all old school right now. Mm. It's sung by a man who kind of... Well, I mean, everyone associates him with Manchester, but he's actually from Stoke-on-Trent. Do you know who it is? Oh, is it? Is it not... Um, yeah, the, uh, the Binlizzy? 
No, it's not. It's not. It's not the fat one from uh, from Take That. It is the fat one. So this song is well it's used not everywhere. Really. <laughs> it's in 1999. We put it out as the Eintracht uh, Frankfurt song at halftime of all the all matches in the old uh, Val Stadium. I heard it recently at CSK rock, uh, hockey match. This is a former majority shareholder of Portvale FC. This is Robbie Williams, and we'll talk to you next week. But right now, let me entertain you. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.